You're listening to Unfiltered with Matthew Barnaby. And Barnaby is loving this. No filter. You have no filter. That's obvious. That's true. That's good. Say whatever comes into your mind. Yeah. The story was I, I, I met with Buffalo at a hotel in a conference room and around this room, if you can imagine, there's all the scouts, the coach, the GM, and they ask you questions. And my question was from John Muckler, and he just looks at me and he says, Roll play. We're in Detroit, Saturday night, 8 o'clock. It's 8.15, and Bob Probert asks you to fight. What do you do? And I looked at him, and I said, wouldn't happen. And I said, well, at 8.03, when the puck dropped, I would already ask him to fight. And the guy that drafted me, Larry Carrier, looked at John Muckler and said, I told you, told you this kid's fucked up. Now, here's Matthew Barnaby. Here we go. Hope everyone had an unbelievable Father's Day weekend. I, I certainly did. Uh, enjoyed it. Didn't get to spend it with my kids. Uh, they were off in Pennsylvania, and I was in Canada. A really busy week coming up, and then... But I do get to, to head there and, and see them next week, spend a week with them and then bring them back to Ottawa and spend a little time uh, seeing my daughter. I get to see her graduate uh, from high school next week, which is going to be very cool and see uh, all that unfold and get her ready for her next stage of life, heading off to Kent State in the fall to, uh, to start college. And Matthew Jr. comes here for a little bit to train and prepare for uh, what he has next in the hockey world. So I hope everyone out there uh, enjoyed time with their fathers and husbands and, uh, and children uh, alike. Uh, unbelievable uh, weekend, I hope, for, for everyone. Uh, crazy time of year. This is the last time we'll be talking about uh, the NHL games as St. Louis wraps it up. We're going to hear Gloria <laughs> for the last time. Uh, it was a great run by St. Louis. Really remarkable, coming back from last place overall, January 3rd, in the National Hockey League. And to find a way to find the resilience, and I think that if there's one word we can look back and and think of this team, it'll it'll be resilient. Uh, Against all odds, they found a way to battle and turn their game around, because early on in the season, they were not very good. They, were, they, they beat themselves a lot of nights. They didn't get saves from Jake Allen early on. Obviously, when January 2nd, January 3rd came along, a, a guy by Mr. Bennington uh, came along into the fold and changed the dynamic of this team. But uh, he, he was phenomenal for them. I, I just think as a group, they, they stopped beating themselves early on. The Petrangelos, the Parecos, the Bowmeesters, guys that we've come to count on especially Bo Meester and Petrangelo, uh, w- w- was, not, was not the players that we saw early on. And for some reason, sometimes you just need a little bit of confidence. And I, I think that starts in goaltending. You know, you get a goaltender, and I play with the best goaltender, I think, of all time, in Dominic Asik. You know, I didn't like him. I can respect how good he was and how he changed the dynamic and the mental state of the way that we played because we knew we were going to get that save. That was the difference between Allen and Bennington. Is with Allen, they weren't sure, and they, they played differently under him. I, subconsciously, they, they played different. I mean, proof was in the pudding. We can see what happened when this team finally got goaltending. They've been looking for it for years. For years. And Jake Allen, I'm sure he's a great guy. 
sick of harping on him because I've just beat this guy down over and over. But fact is, this team found a goaltender that gave them a chance every single night. Some nights was stellar. Some nights just made the stops that he had to. And they're eventual Stanley Cup champions. So for the first time, for the first time in in their history, uh, they can say they are Stanley Cup champions. I think we have to credit Ryan O'Reilly for the leadership that he's brought there. Con Smythe winner. Poor Buffalo. Poor Buffalo. It doesn't work. He loses his love for the game, and then he goes to St. Louis, and we see what he can do. Uh, Bennington uh, talked about him, and Petrangelo. To me, he was the second most important player on this team in the playoffs. A guy that shut down other teams' top lines, night in, night out, the San Jose's, the Boston's, and I'm talking five on five, was absolutely incredible as the series wore on. So congratulations to St. Louis. Epic party. Epic party. Sanford puking all over himself during the parade and and the celebrations. Uh, Boys just having a ball. Saw Bennington certainly finally uh, unleash some exuberance and emotion. I guess that's the time when you're a Stanley Cup champion. He's going to cash. He's going to cash in big, big time. Who's the MVP of that all? Of the ceremony, the celebration? Brett Hull. Big Brett. He's been hammered for about 10 days now. And we've only been out about seven days. So... I love I I love Brett Hall. I think he's a great guy. Man, he likes to get after it. And man, is he proud. This alumni for the St. Louis Blues certainly joined in to the celebration, and deservedly so. They're so happy for the city that it's been starving for an NHL Stanley Cup. And they finally got it. Congratulations to them. That's the last hockey we're going to talk about. Last hockey we're going to talk about For months on, months on, months on, I'm talking about games. But it is crazy season. Crazy season is among us. It has started. We didn't know how long or who would be the first to fall. The first big one, I think the one we've all been waiting for and will really change the dynamic of the offseason. We got crazy UFAs. We got unbelievable RFAs. I think the best RFA class to come out with the likes of Mika Rantanen, Mitch Marner, Braden Point. I mean, we have so many guys that are going to cash in, and it's not like it's not like the olden days where these guys wait till UFA to strike it rich. These guys are going to make bank and make bank quick. They are their kids are going to be set up for life very very shortly. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome for those guys. One guy that's already struck rich and got a lot more than I thought he would get, Eric Carlson. Signs with the San Jose Sharks, eight years, 11.5 schmillion a year. To me, this is like this is like buying a brand new Ferrari. Carlson's a Ferrari. I don't think any of us can doubt that. When he is healthy, arguably the best offensive D-men in the league. Not great defensively, but offensively changes the way your team plays. And in a a league, in a game where scoring is sometimes very hard to come by, he can generate offense all by himself. A Ferrari, man, they cost a lot. 
Man, do they look pretty when you see them on the showroom floor. Aren't they? Just beautiful. He's like that red Ferrari. That red Ferrari sitting in the showroom. Man, you want it. Man, it's expensive. And man, can it fly. And the guy that picks it up is hoping to parlay that into a couple chicks, couple use it, use it for what it's worth. But man, you look good in it. Carlson looks good. When he's healthy, he looks good. And I have no problem with the $11.5 million a year. I really don't. It's going to cause cap concerns for San Jose, and they're going to have to decide on Joe Pavelski and Joe Thornton and how they fit them in if they're capable, LeBlanc and Timo Meyer need new contracts. Do they trade Dylan on the back end or Justin Braun to free up some money? So they have some issues, but Doug Wilson identified his Ferrari. And he thought someone was going to reach deep down in their pockets and purchase it. So he came through with eight years, 11.5. I think eight years is way too much. I'm saying for 90% of players in general. You come back to regret these contracts. We look at Dion Phaneuf, and I'm not comparing Dion Phaneuf to, to Eric Carlson, but there's a buyout. Bio. Patrick Marlowe, buyout. Kyle Ocpozo right now, not living up to, to the deal that he signed with the Buffalo Sabres. I, I can name 20 other contracts that are just ugly and more that are going to come as these guys age. The problem with this is this Ferrari is 29 years old. The problem with this Ferrari is it tore its Achilles, missed a lot of games, ripped its groin, just had surgery. The Ferrari is 29 years old. The Ferrari isn't brand new. It's not a 23-year-old Ferrari. And most of the times, once you drive that Ferrari right off the lot, you lose 20%. And then you enjoy it for a while. And you're going to enjoy Carlson for a while. Three, four, five years. But you're six, seven, and eight with the injuries he has had. I don't see this ending well. There's probably going to be about $34.5 million left on this contract where they aren't going to know what to do. And we're going to be talking buyout. And I don't know if we're looking that far or Doug Wilson looked that far into the future as he's thinking his window to wind is right now because they do have a good team and they were only a couple games away from being in the Stanley Cup again. But I think this is going to be an ugly contract at the end. Good for him. I never thought he was going to get it. I didn't have problem with the term, I, I, with, with the money. The problem for me was the term, the eight years. Five years was max for me. I would have walked away. I would have went down the street, grabbed two Mercedes, used. So when they walk off the lot, they aren't depreciating 20%. I would have went with, with something a little less expensive and made sure that I was able to keep Pavelski and still had room to add to the depth of that team. So good on Carlson, just for pointers. Doughty, seven years left at $11 million. Hedman, 
How about this deal? He's got six years left. 7.875. Essentially $4 million less than Eric Carlson a year. Not bad. Not bad at all for a Norris Trophy winner. I said crazy season. It's going to be the craziest we've seen. For UFAs, for RFAs, trades, moving up and down the draft floor, you wait. You wait till Friday, the way we see teams move up and down, because it's a great draft, and I'll get to that in a little bit. But Jacob Truba moved from Winnipeg. They really didn't have a choice. Didn't, didn't really have a choice but to move off Jacob Truba. Couldn't get a long-term deal. He wanted to be moved. Winnipeg, he wasn't willing to sign long-term with. Cap issues in Winnipeg makes it really tough to get a deal with him done, especially if he doesn't want to be there, but he's going to make you pay the price. Patrick Lyon coming up for contract. Don't know what he gets. Bridge deal. Do they go eight years? Kyle Connor. Probably a better all-around player than Patrick Lyonet. He's up. Where do they go with him? I'm more apt to give him a long-term deal, I think, with what I saw from him in the last couple of years, especially this year. I have no concerns giving him that. But the New York Rangers, they were in a so-called rebuild. I, I don't know if this is a rebuild anymore. Looks like it's been accelerated and accelerated quickly. You get a guy like Jacob Trubin, you give up Neil Point who was a free agent out of, I believe, Minnesota Duluth when he came out. I should know. He's with my son's agency, Acme, Brett Peterson. Great job. But everyone wanted this kid, and he's a good player. Good, young, smaller defenseman. The new wave defenseman will be a lot cheaper for Winnipeg, like I had pointed out. They get the 20th overall pick back that they had traded for Hayes at the trade deadline. But Truba, I think, accelerates one of the great young defensemen in the game right now. 50 points, big guy, right-handed shot, plays against other teams' top lines, and he did that with Josh Morrissey in Winnipeg. So the New York Rangers, Jeff Gordon did a great job in accelerating this and and getting a very, very good, young, right-handed shot defenseman. He's 25 years old. 25, he's in the prime of his career. Now, just know, as of July 1st, when they can start talking contract, we're talking at least $7.5 million. He's at $5.5 right now on a one-year deal. But it's going to at least $7.5, probably, probably over 8 or around 8 But I'm okay with that because I think Jacob Truba is that good. 50 points, shut down D-man, play on the top unit. He's automatically going to be on their top pair, and makes them a much, much better team. Like I said, there, there, there's so much, so many things out there right now. We're waiting for Mitch Marner to sign. Where will he go? Who will go first? This is going to be year a year, I believe, where we see lots of trades, lots of buyouts, lots of hiding money, lots of moving up in the draft because we believe it's a very deep draft. Vancouver. I head to tomorrow. Uh, Jack Hughes is going to be the number one pick. I've watched him play probably 20 to 25 times this year. 
Kid's phenomenal. He's a cross between Johnny Gaudreau, Patrick Kane, Clayton Keller. The, the kid's phenomenal. His edges are so good. Elite hockey sense, always moving. Makes players around him better. Can fire, can take it to, to the tough spots. Can drag two guys with him and, and find a guy that he played with a lot. Cole Caulfield scored 72 goals for Team USA this year. And a lot were off primary assists from Jack Hughes. So if you're a New Jersey Devils fan, be real excited. You have a game changer in Jack Hughes. Like I said, elite, elite, elite hockey sense. Elite hockey sense. Capo Caco, physically more mature than a Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes is about 5'9 and a half, 5'10, 165 pounds, a little slight. Did get hit a bunch uh, this year in the USHL. But his hockey sense and the players that he will play with only are going to make New Jersey very tough down the middle for years to come with him and Heischer, uh, two number one overall picks uh, going forward. Not, 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 not bad time to be a New Jersey Devils fan. I don't know if they make the playoffs this year, but certainly for years to come, uh, they will be dangerous. Capocacco, New York Rangers, like I said. You acquire a guy like Truba, looking to move maybe a guy like VC. Kreider, will he end up back in the fold? What do they do with him? Henrik Lundqvist, still questions on the future there. Do they parlay that into future assets? But Capococco is going to be a star in Madison Square Garden, one of the best places to play if you're a player. God, did I love it there. Never made the playoffs, but loved it. Loved it. Just loved the energy. Love everything about it. Once we get there, then we start getting into... I, I, I think the draft starts at number three. There's so many boards out there. And I'm not a scout. I'm not going to pretend to be a scout. But I do know from the scouts out there, we can talk Byram at three. Alex Turcott from the U.S. development team. Didn't play a lot this year. Missed a, missed a bunch of games with injury. Uh, but good 200-way centerman. Kirby Dock, centerman right winger, big kid from Saskatoon. Uh, Byron, by the way, is a D from Vancouver, had 71 points this year. Uh, Dylan Cousins is another center. Trevor Zegras is a center from the USA development team. Can Cole Caulfield, anyone or everyone that knows Alex Debrinkit, five foot seven scorer. We see what he did for Chicago. Everyone doubted his size. Cole Caulfield's kind of along the same way. All he does is score goals. And he's small. Don't get me wrong. He, he is really small. 5'7", 162, 163 pounds. But it's on his stick and off his stick in a hurry. You play him with an elite passer, like he played with, with Jack Hughes, but you play him with an elite passer, and the puck will be in the back of the net. Uh, Spencer Knight, another guy from U.S. development team, could be seven from that development team. Best best junior development team that I, I have ever seen. My son played against them this year, and it was phenomenal to watch this U18 team play. Just so smart, so much skilled. We can add, add in a Matthew Boldy, 
Uh, but Spencer Knight was the goaltender there. Will probably be the only first round goalie taken. He will be the first goalie taken. I can promise that. Then you have a guy like Cam York that's there, and Philip Broberg from from Sweden's a very talented player. There's so much value three through twelve. And a lot of draft boards are all over the map. I've talked to several scouts, and not one is the same in the top 10. There's a lot of jumping around. Look for a lot of teams to also move up and down that draft list. It brings me to, uh, I'm excited to get to Vancouver, by the way. I haven't been there in, since I retired. So we're looking at 11, 11 12 years now. Miss the Roxy. Going to have to have a night out at the Roxy with my buddy Steve Coolius, my co-host, and the guys from SiriusXM, and I'm sure... A lot of the NHL will be there. A great place. One of the best. Well, I always said, if you listen to my podcast before, Roxy is my favorite bar in the league. Most former players' favorite bar in the league. Sunday's country night. That's my favorite night, but uh, looks like it'll be a Friday that we are spending there this year. Uh, reminds me of my, my draft. I, I want to tell a story just about my year when I got drafted. I, I was not highly recruited. I was a 20th overall pick or 23rd overall. I was the last pick overall in Major Junior in the Quebec League. And, you know, I did did my best just to make the team, and I made the team. My first year, I just kind of survived. I think I had 14 points, 252 minutes and penalties. Those always stick out. And then I went and trained in the summer, and I got a little bigger. I got a little heavier. Now, I wasn't big by no means. I was probably... 162 pounds my second year. I was 148 when I came in the league. And I started off pretty well. I, I was okay. And I just remember right around Christmas, there was a midterm rankings from Central Scouting. And it was in the paper. My brother calls me and says, you're on the list. And I'm like, what fucking list? I list to get traded. I, I, I have no idea what he's talking about because... Again, I didn't pay attention to the NHL draft. Not that I didn't pay attention to it. I just wasn't think that I would ever be a part of it because I was just surviving to stay in junior. And I remember him coming and showing me the paper and, and telling me where to go get it. And, and, and so I go get it. Landlines back then, no cell phones, landlines. So I go find the list and I'm ranked like a B skater didn't even know what that meant to tell you the truth so we go through the year and whatever and start to talk to scouts along the way and so they like my game I compete level where I was and and that was it got close to the draft and started to meet with teams and I just remember Buffalo I met with five or six teams I didn't meet with all the teams but I met with five or six but the one with Buffalo really stuck out I thought Chicago was taking me by the way I thought they were taking me in the third round can't remember where I was exactly rated, but around there. And it was the first year that the Russians were coming over. So there was so many Russians that were drafted in the first round, it kind of pushed everyone down. But the story was I, I, I met with Buffalo at a hotel in a conference room. And around this room, if you can imagine, there's all the scouts, there's the coach, there's the GM, and they ask you questions. And my question was from John Muckler, and he looked at me, and he, he's an old guy, right? John Muckler at the time is in his 60s, and he looks at me, and I'm a smaller, diminutive guy. Was fighting everyone in Major Junior at the time, and he just looks at me, and he says, okay, role play. We're in Detroit, 
Saturday night, 8 o'clock. It's 8.15, and Bob Crobert asks you to fight. What do you do? And I looked at him, and I said, wouldn't happen. And he goes, what do you mean? And all the scouts look at me. And I said, well, at 8.03, when the puck dropped, I would have already asked him to fight. And the guy that drafted me, Larry Carrier, looked at John Muckler and said, I told you, told you this kid's fucked up. And John Muckler said, that's enough. That's all I need to hear. If you're around at the time that we're picking, that we, we value you, you'll be a Buffalo Sabre. Not good luck and uh, pleasure meeting you. So I, I go off on my own. I have no clue how it's going to play out. It's the next day, the draft. And uh, it was funny because <laughs> got through the third round. Now I'm starting to sweat. You know, I'm in the stands with my with my brother and my mother and my uncle and friends are all there. And Quebec's drafting. Now, I played major junior in Quebec City. So they were there a lot. My coach was a former scout for the Quebec Nordiques. And Quebec's drafting in the fourth round, right at the start. So I'm sitting there, and now I'm, I, I knew Quebec liked me. I had talked to them. And Quebec stands up to the podium and says... The Quebec Nordiques are proud to select from the Beauport Harfangs. And I literally start to stand up. That's the team I play for. That's exactly where I'm supposed to go around there. I played in Quebec City. It has to be me, right? So I start to stand up. Ian McIntyre. And I sit back down and I'm so embarrassed. And my mom, they're all looking like just trying to console me because I'm about to break down and, and cry. It was my good friend who was also rated for the draft, who was a phenomenal, he was a year younger than I and knocking out everyone. He was tough. Man, he had a great rookie year. It was my second year. It was his rookie year. So I missed my draft my first year. But I was embarrassed and sat back down and obviously applauded for him because he was a, a really good friend. And then Buffalo was picking a few picks later and called my name and went down and uh, obviously the rest is, uh, is history. My draft was in Montreal. My junior draft was in Montreal. My NHL draft was in Montreal. So it was a, a great time. My, one of my greatest memories, maybe, maybe my greatest memory, scoring a hat trick on Mother's Day, knocking Montreal out of the playoffs that year. My first NHL game, skating around and warm up the first time. But it's hard to overtake what the what what the draft meant. Uh, just just all your all your hard work and where you came from and the parties you missed as a kid and the workouts and the ups and and the downs. There were certainly a lot more downs than ups for myself uh, going through. I wasn't a highly recruited player, so getting drafted by Buffalo certainly was uh, absolutely incredible. Um, Best of wish, best wishes to all the players out there in Vancouver that are going to get drafted. If you don't make it, if you don't get drafted, doesn't mean you can't make it. I've seen many a guy, our 13th overall pick my year was David Cooper. Never played. Never played a fucking game. Six foot three defenseman, could skate with the wind. Just didn't have, an, just didn't have enough cojones to bear down and, and play the way he needed to play to be a National Hockey League player. little lazy. And then I play with a guy like Marty St. Louis. Missed two drafts. Up and down in the minors. 
cut from team to team, just kept persevering. Hardest worker I've ever played with in my life. Ends up being a Stanley Cup champion, Hart Trophy winner, made multi, multi millions of dollars, and is a Hall of Famer. Doesn't matter where you're drafted. It's what you do after. And for all those kids that don't get drafted, this is just the beginning. You have to prove yourself once you're drafted. Obviously, if you're a first-round pick, you're going to get more opportunities. But it doesn't mean if you're a first-rounder, a second-rounder, a seventh-rounder, invited. They take the best players. They give them the best chance to win. And some people develop a little later, and they keep persevering through, and they find a way. Find a way. That's all I can say. Find a way. Don't, don't get too high on your, your horse, and don't get too low. If you get drafted, great. It's great privilege. Exciting day for you and your family. If you don't get drafted, get to the fucking gym next day. Do what you need to do to get to that next level. So good luck to everyone. My famous, my favorite quote ever is from Alexandre Degg, former first overall pick that I played junior with. No one remembers number two. Well, we're going to remember Jack Hughes at one. We're going to remember Kako at two. I can promise you that. But that was his line. That was his line. No one remember number two. Alex went number one to Ottawa. Number two was a, a little guy. And when I say little, six foot six to the Hartford Whalers. Stanley Cup champion, Hart Trophy winner, Hall of Famer, Chris Pronger. Famous words of Ricky Bobby. If you ain't first, you last. That was for you. I did just like you told me. If you ain't first, you're last. What the hell are you talking about? Well, you told me that day at school for career day. You came in and you said, if you ain't first, you're last. Oh, hell, Ricky, I was high when I said that. Well, that doesn't make any sense. You could be second, you could be third, you could be fourth. So, Alex... If, that was, if we had Twitter back then, that, that tweet wouldn't have aged well. We will remember number two this year. We certainly remember number two, Chris Pronger. Switching gears a little bit. Vegas will be hosting the awards, and I love it. It's, 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 it's the best players getting the accolades for their accomplishment all year. Vegas is a great spot. I've been to the awards a few times. Not going this year. Uh, I don't want to go to Vegas and then book off to Vancouver when I don't do the draft or if I don't do the draft and I do the awards, but I never do both in the same year. It's just, it's, it's, it's too much. It's too much for me to go to Vegas, party there, get out to Vancouver, work, party out there, not a chance. So I'm going to do it really quick here, who I think should win. And I'm going to go through it pretty quickly. Selkie Trophy, best defensive forward, Patrice Bergeron, Ryan O'Reilly, Mark Stone. It seems like it's Patrice Bergeron's award, as was Datsuk when he played. But this year, I'm going Mark Stone. I Watching him in Ottawa, watching him when he went to Vegas, plays such a complete game. Uh, a big reason why he got the $9.5 million for eight years is because of his 200-foot game and being able to score. So he is the epitome. But all three of these guys... Um, play so solid Ryan O'Reilly like I talked about earlier in the pod 
Smythe winner, Stanley Cup champion, big reason why St. Louis won the Cup. Masterton Trophy, dedication to hockey. Nick Foligno, Robin Lehner, Joe Thornton, obviously all these three guys battled through a lot to get just nominated to play their season this year to contribute. But Robin Lehner, uh, the trophy is, is yours for me. Was not good in Buffalo, struggled through depression, mental illness, has found a way to cut a lot of that out of his life. And he goes on a one-year deal, $1 million to New York Islanders, credit them, Barry Trotz, Lou Lamorella for giving him a second chance. And he was phenomenal this year. Man, was he good. Big reason why the Islanders were where they were. Everyone picked them to finish almost dead last. And for them to accomplish this year what they did on the back of Robin Lanner um, was huge. So I'm going with him for the Masterton Trophy, uh, battling through and uh, look for bright things for him and a longer-term deal going forward. Vesna Trophy, best goaltender, Ben Bishop, Robin Lenner, Andre Vasilevsky. Ben Bishop was phenomenal. Their team defense was not very good, and what he did for them was give them a chance every single night. His numbers are uncanny. Robin Lenner, I don't know if he played enough games to win it. Obviously, they split a lot there in Long Island. It was a goal, two goalie punch uh, playing there with Thomas Grice. Andy Va- Andre Vasilevsky, uh, Tampa Bay, their regular season was off the charts. This is only regular season. We don't take any playoffs into account. So I'm not taking any playoffs into account. Andre Vasilevsky, his numbers were the best. Tampa had one of the best seasons ever recorded and in the new era uh, was absolutely dominant. Big reason was Vasilevsky was that good. Norris Trophy Best Defenseman, Brent Burns, Mark Giordano, Victor Hedman. Uh, Brent Burns, great offense, sometimes suspect defense. Victor Hedman, just great in all aspects of the game. Like I talked about his cap numbers earlier, 7.875 for the next six years. That looks very good for Tampa Bay. But Mark Giordano, what he did for Calgary in the season that they had offensively, defensively, leadership, to me, he is the winner. King Clancy Memorial Trophy. Oliver Lechman Larson. Henrik Lundqvist. Jason Zucker. Jack Adams, Coach of the Year. Craig Berube. John Cooper. Barry Trotz. Again, we can go all three. Both had incredible years. Barry Trotz leading New York Islanders to uh, a a season that we didn't think that they'd have. Craig Berube taking this team from 31st, getting them into the playoffs, eventually winning the Stanley Cup. But again, postseason doesn't count. John Cooper, the year that they had Tampa Bay in the regular season, was better than everyone. And I'm, I'm not under the bias that you can't have a good team and win it. A lot of times we go to the team that we don't expect, don't expect to do anything. And they supersede our expectations. And we automatically give it to them. Why not? Why, why not John Cooper? Taking a, a very good group and motivating them every single night. Making everyone feel like they are such a huge part of the team. And the season that they had with 62 ones, wins. I can't overlook that. John Cooper, you're my Jack Adams Award winner. Calder Trophy. Jordan Bennington. Rosmus Dahlin. 
Elias Patterson. Jordan Bennington took this team to new levels. They don't get to the playoffs without him. Rasmus Dahlin, certainly a great young defenseman who is going to win Norris trophies in the future. Uh, but Elias Pettersson, Vancouver was nothing without him. I mean nothing without him. And I, I look where this young kid, small stature, elite level, his numbers are just too good to overlook. He's my Calder Trophy winner. And lastly, the Hart Trophy for MVP, Sidney Crosby, Nikita Kucherov, Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid, I think he had 50% of his, was in on 50% of his team's goals. Team didn't make the playoffs. Scored over 100 points. Sidney Crosby, maybe his best 200-foot game that I have seen from him. Offensively, defensively. Uh, just did absolutely everything for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Everything that you could imagine. Deserves to be in this conversation. But Nikita Kucherov, 128 points. By far the best offensive guy this year. Just dominated from puck drop and where they started the year. Uh, I, I can't overlook the, the 128 points. We'll see how this all plays out. But Nikita Kucherov is my heart trophy MVP. We'll have to see in a few days how I do, how it unfolds. You guys might agree, might disagree. I don't care. doesn't matter. That's why. Opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one, and you should have one. We'll have to wait and see who is right as we go down. Again, you can follow me on Twitter, Matt Barnaby 3636, SiriusXM NHL Network, Channel 91. Every day from 4 to 6 p.m. with my co-host Steve Coolius. Uh, again, congratulations to the St. Louis Blues. Eric Carlson strikes it rich. Jacob Truba gets his wish. Now in the Big Apple. Good luck. Good luck to all the players that have a chance to get drafted this year. A dream is going to come true for a, a lot of you. And just remember it. Soak it all in. Remember the hard work really starts. Once the draft is over, get into the gym because that's going to decide your future. Not, not where you get drafted, who you get drafted by, what you do after. Thanks for listening. Be releasing a pod later on in the week once the draft is over. There's lots of moves to come, so stay tuned because we are going to be bumping a lot out. Might not be any more hockey, uh, but certainly... There is a lot of hockey that we will be talking about. Since it's Father's Day, I probably should call my dad, a.k.a. my mom, Sandra B., see what she's doing. So let's give her a call. Happy Father's Day. I'm not a daddy, though. You are. You you really are a daddy. Kids? What's that? Did you hear from your kids? I did hear from my kids. They were good. Yeah, they're, they're good. They're in Pennsylvania. They're actually in Buffalo now. What are they doing in Pennsylvania? Uh, they went with my ex-wife and her boyfriend. They're they're hanging out in Pennsylvania, but they're back in Buffalo now. So yes, I heard from them. Excited to see them next week. How how was your Father's Day? Nothing. I just was home. Well, you're 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 literally my father. You know that, right? You're my mom. You're you're my dad. You're you're everything, along with my brother and uh, and nanny. So uh, what'd you do today? Pardon? What'd you do today? Nothing. I just watched. I'm watching golf. Yeah. Yeah. Woods didn't do so good. No. 
That, yeah. that yeah, no, Woodland's doing really well. He's thirteen under par as we speak. So I yeah. bet on him, mom. I bet on him to win. So hopefully, hopefully he wins. By the way, um, yeah, I I need to I, I just need to thank say thank you. You 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 you're like my dad. You're 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 my mom, but you're my dad. So on Father's Day and Mother's Day, what's that? What are you doing, you and Rhonda? Me and Rhonda? Yeah. Uh, we're just chilling. We're just chilling, watching some golf. We're having a staycation. And uh, chill, a, a staycation, not a vacation. We stayed in Ottawa, yeah. and uh, we partied a little bit last night. We went out for a great dinner, unbelievable dinner. Uh, we went out for drinks. We went to a comedy show last night. Oh yeah, your voice voice sounds hoarse. I'm a little, I'm a little hungover today, so I, I'm 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 crying about my dad that I didn't know. Oh, well, don't worry about him. No, fuck him, right? Or fuck hell. him. I'm not sure where he went. I hopefully hell. Yeah, I, I was just talking with Rhonda. We should actually schedule a visit. He, he lives. In, he lived in Toronto, right? Who? My dad. No. Where did Where did he live? Oh, he lived. In, he came from Ottawa. He died in Toronto. He was with a girl in Toronto. Okay. All I'm saying is we should schedule a visit and go to Toronto and piss on his grave. I have no idea. Where Happy it is. Father's Day. Let's piss on his grave. I have no idea where it is. All right. Well, let, let's find it out. And called Rhonda, uh, Rhonda, Rhonda, or Wanda, oh, Wanda, Wanda. Yes, doesn't know where it is even. Well, we have to find out where his grave is so we can go piss on it. Don't Fuck that guy. It. Don't see. It. You, you know, I only think of my dad, my biological dad, on Father's Day. It's the only time of the year ever I think about him, and I think, God, I want to piss on your grave. Well, I be I don't know where his grave is. Okay, well that that that's our goal for this year is to figure out where his grave is. Well, we'll find it. Rhonda, I don't think Wanda even knows where it is. Well, I can hang it out. You can squat, and we'll just piss all over his grave. What do you think? I don't think so. I don't want to do that. You don't like to squat. Hey. You don't like to squat and pee. I don't like what to squat and pee. No. All right. Well, I'll, I'll piss on his grave. You can watch from afar. I don't want you seeing my crank or anything. <laughs> what are you but doing tonight? Uh, I'm just I'm just watching golf. I just ordered three lobsters. We're gonna hang outside, and that's it. It's a that's cool it. Today. It is a little cool. It is a little cool. Yeah, yeah. The kids are coming in next week, so I just wanted to say again. How are they getting there? Uh, I'm gonna go pick them up. It's an amazing. It's an amazing concept. You get in a car. Matthew's car. It's it's in Buffalo. Why doesn't he drive it here? Well, he is, but I have a, I have one of those comedy shows that I'm doing in Buffalo, so I'm going to go get him and bring him back, bring them both back. Oh, how long are they going to stay for a week or so? Yeah. Is Taylor finished school? She's all done school. My little girl is off to college. There you go. Yeah. Now, so they're coming for a few days. They're coming for yeah a couple weeks, a couple weeks. So we'll have some fun. We'll have some dinners, but. I just wanted to say, again, it, it is Father's Day, so for me, I just want to say happy Father's Day because you were not only a mother but a father, as was my brother and my grandmother. And I uh, just want to say I love you, Mom. That's it. Thank you very much. All right. You have a great day. I love you. And let's go, let's go piss on his fucking grave. Fuck that guy. Have a great day. Enjoy the week. Look forward to the draft. Whether your teams are in first, meaning... Stanley Cup champions, St. Louis Blues, where your teams are at the bottom, the Ottawa Senators. I know this is a time for hope and belief. Believe.